Good afternoon and welcome to episode 8 of Chalk Talk here with Microbrew Radio. In a first for Chalk Talk, we're not actually live this time, so if you are listening on Friday evening, 6 till 7, please don't send any questions in because they won't get answered. Um, But no, we're here, we're excited, we do have on today the show Mr George Tierney. How are you George? I'm not bad, I'm not bad Dave, not too bad at all. Nice sunny day out. (laughs) Good stuff, it's the same here, so happy days. Um, it's great to have you on the show. When I when I first started the show, a lot of people said, you know, you've got to get George Tierney on. You know, he speaks his mind. So here we are. I'm excited to hear what you've got to say today, as I'm sure many others are. A lot of people have been messaging me. So we'll, you know, okay. we'll jump straight into it because yeah, it, it yeah. must it must feel good that in a place like Burton on Trent, I know I know it's not a massive place, but everybody has heard of you. Everybody. Everybody says, oh, man, George Tierney, you've got to get him on the show. He's got so much to say. How does that feel, not from being around here? It's surreal, but I'm kind of used to it now at this stage. Like Every time I go over to England to play a money match or Scotland or anywhere like that, I mean, everywhere I go, the place is jammed. And people come up to me, hey, George, and I don't know who they are, but they all know me through Facebook, through my live videos, through my build. Everybody seems to know me. I don't know a lot of people that I meet, but I know them then when they say their names. Oh, yeah, I've seen you on Facebook. and. Stuff like that. It's it's a bit crazy, but it's I'm used to it at this stage, you know. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, I've had questions straight away from Rob Chambers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call them out. I assume you know Rob. I know Rob very well. He's a gentleman. Yeah, very good. good person. Yes, everyone says the same about him, so he'll he'll love to hear that. Um, first of all, he says, "Tell George I love him," so it's a good start. Um, <laughs> he's asked if you'll play for Ireland in Malta, as the international scene needs your character in Blackball. Uh, it's. <laughs> It's possible, but let's see the um the a lot of the problem with the likes of going away with the Irish team and stuff, it costs a lot of money and there's there's no real incentive to go because you even when you if you win the singles or something, it doesn't even cover your trip. So that's one of the main reasons. Um we did get sponsored there a few years ago. myself and my manager Mark McKay organized full sponsorship for the Irish A team to go away. Mm-hmm. And the committee here shot it down. Why, oh, really? I don't know, but they, they shot it down straight away. Um, I think it was probably because we were trying to pick an A team that could compete, but they wanted to go with a couple of people that might have been on top of the rankings because a lot of us had missed ranking tournaments and stuff like oh, that. right, okay. You know, we I wouldn't really be interested in going and going over with players that, to be honest with you, aren't of a high enough standard to be able to compete against the likes of Scotland and England and Wales and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, of course. So there's a chance it could go, but it's, it's, it's doubtful. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. So good answer. Um, he's also asked his, his, his next question was, why do you think in your honest opinion, you've been banned from the ultimate pages? I'm guessing that means on social media. Um, because I speak my mind, um, I, I, I don't really want to to get into it too much, but the the owners of Ultimate Pool, they fell out with them. Um, They originally started out as the Tom Shootout Orange Media Group, and they promised us the players that originally started the Sun, Moon and Stars, if we we told the lion and we did social media, different things on social media for them and stuff like that, we'd end up reaping the rewards. And then all of a sudden, they uh, they brought uh, Lee Kendall and some other fella, Mark Queer or something his name is, in, uh, in and everything changed. And basically the contracts we were at the sign and I were just whipped up and 
that was it. And I kind of fell out with him over that. All oh, right. Okay. We'll we'll do his last question because we can, I can ask more questions in a bit from from people that are around the area that wanted questions asked. But Rob's last question was, why do you think black ball rules are far more superior to international? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't played much international rules. I played one uh, Supreme series, which they called them Supreme rules at the time, the exact same rules. I hadn't played them before. One thing I don't like about them is the is it's it's a deliberate foul, but it's not class of foul. It's just loss of torn shot where you can catch your opponent's ball with your ball and then leave you snoopered. Yeah, I'm with or you. Or leave you mm-hmm. man's lap. And, and I just, I don't like that rule for one. That's pretty much it. There's not, not an awful lot else really wrong with the rules, I don't think. I yeah. prefer black ball. I love black ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that's that's kind of the consensus around most places is that black ball are the one, and that rule itself, the one you've just mentioned about the deliberate foul, I don't know many that actually like that rule, so it's a completely fair answer. Um, we're going to swiftly move on. We're going to move on to just something I, I wanted to talk about at the start of the show, and I just wanted to. I was quite interested into how you first got into pool. Um, you know, how did that all start from the from the beginning? Um, I, I first started playing pool when I was about eight years of age in a community centre just around the corner from my mum's house. And it used to be 30p in the old Irish Irish money, 30 pence winner's days on. And I used to go over after school and I could be gone from, say, three o'clock until about seven o'clock on 30 pence at eight years of age, holding the table against 15, 16-year-olds. So that's how I started playing pool. And then my mum and dad realised he must be good because he's he's gone over with 20p and he's gone for hours. Yeah, of course. So on, then I got into snooker and I played snooker for years. Um, and then it was about 11 years ago, just when I first got onto Facebook, I, I came across a, a chap that played snooker called Ross Pluck. Now, he wasn't much use to snooker. But I just seen him put up a post and he said, I put two great long balls last night and we won the cup match or something against the, the nuts team our body fairman. So I got on straight away and said, what are you talking about two long balls? It's only pill. There's no such thing as long balls and pill. And because I know he's not gonna snooker, you know, so I started I started giving them stick. Next thing all the top Dublin pill players like Gavin Cleary and Tiny Doherty and all got on the post and started giving me who the sorry I'm at the course and who you you know what I mean? Um, who the hell are you talking talking about pool? You haven't a clue, never heard of you. And I said, Well, it's like a pitch and put player asking, say, Tiger Woods, who the hell is he? Because he's a golf player, you know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't play pitch and put, but that's basically what you're saying. Is saying that if I played pool, it's slaughter everyone is. So that's how it snowballed from there. And then they end up winding up playing tiny for money, um, in the Valley Farmer Club. And the place was absolutely rammed because uh, like, they've never seen nothing like it in Dublin. The amount of people that was there, and they end up beating them. and just from there, I just snowballed. I just I gave up playing snooker. I realised how much money was in playing for money and pool, and even in tournaments than there was in snooker. Yeah. And I just stopped playing snooker and just took up pool then. Ah, okay. And well, I mean, you don't have to answer this, of course. But how much do you reckon you've made from money matches over the years? Oh, how much I've made and how much I've spent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I reckon I have made. In the 11 years, I reckon I've about made somewhere between 100 and 150,000, roughly. Wow. And how much you've spent? <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Brilliant. No, that's that's some going, George. It really is. Um, made a lot. I've made a lot of money. Between my own 
what I'd have myself on a match. There's been some matches I haven't had any money on, and that's because I haven't had any money to put on. But I get twenty percent of the of the winnings, so I get ten percent of the pot. Yeah, of course. Either way, so yeah, I've made a lot of money from it already. Yeah, no, that's good going, and I'm I'm sure you've got no signs of slowing down anytime soon. No, I will have two matches this month so far. So <laughs> good stuff. Um, I saw a little a little story you'd posted on Facebook not too long ago. I think it was back in April. Um, just regarding a, a, a prank your mum and dad had played on you regarding a pool cue that you'd received for your birthday. Um, I think it'd be quite good for the fans to to hear this story if you wanna if you wanna shout it that, out. That was very good. And how it came about it was I seen a I seen a video on Facebook and it was a it was two kids opening up. A, I think it was a PlayStation Five, a, a Christmas present, and it was a PlayStation Five box. And when they opened up the box, I had a PlayStation 2 in it or something like that, and uh, or a PlayStation 4 and something like that. And the kids smashed the PlayStation 4 off the wall and temper and stuff like that. And it just, it brought me back to, it was my birthday. And um, I think I was about 12 years of age, something like that. But I'd, I'd asked for a new queue. Um, I used to have an old two-piece Riley, and I asked for a new queue. Um, I picked out a queue in the magazine, a queue craft. And I asked them for it, and uh, they said, oh, no, that'd be too late. We need to get you that and stuff like that. So I come down anyway for my birthday, and I was handed a new case, new two-piece case for my two-piece queue. And I was you know, going in the dumps and went back upstairs to the room. As soon as I opened the door, there was a brand-new case, handmade by the, my, my coach at the time, Shay Ward. He was brilliant. He was a carpenter by trade, and he'd made me a handmade uh, three-quarter length case and the uh, queue craft queues inside it. I was over the moon. I was nearly crying uh, when I got the queue. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. After coming down to get the new, <laughs> new two-piece case sitting there in the, in the sitting room waiting for me, you know? <laughs> no, it's good. I think that's a brilliant story, um, something to tie into Paul. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, so we're going to, we'll go into money matches. Obviously, it's what you're most renowned for and something you're very big in. So um, how did, well, you've probably already touched on it, but I was going to ask on how they first came about for you. Um, that's how it first came about, was just Facebook, just, that's, uh, Facebook is what's done it for me, um, just slagging players, just getting on and, and, and giving them grief, and I've given player, I've gotten some matches against players that shouldn't even be in the same room as me, never mind the same table, simply from just slagging them, and the next thing, like, what, the, probably the, the best one, and I, 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 I can... I can tell you exactly what he said, but the person, um, there was a young lad called Brian Cumming, and he was only 16 at the time. I was slagging him on Facebook. He, he was at the winning some world under age thing, doubles or something with Scott Coventry, and I was giving him, giving him a bit of grief, messing, and just slagging, messing. The next thing he just commented back to me and says, Get your money out, you fat CUNT, he says to me anyway. So I just ignored him and says, Ah, here. And then there was a fella in Scotland messaged me straight away and says, what are you doing? Get back to him straight away. Come to mine. I'll bring you down. We'll, we'll take the money. If they're going to back him, we'll take the money. You can't lose. Um, don't take that. I says, well, he's only a kid. It's not going to be his money you're taking. So we went over and anyway, I beat him handy enough. Um, he was a decent enough player, actually. He actually surprised me. He was 20 all at one stage. I won 25-20. But that was one of the biggest games I played at the time. That went off for about £26,000, I think. Um, so it was nice enough. Yeah, definitely. But that's good. the games, I just... Uh, usually, um, I just start slagging people and they, they, they actually want to play me or someone else will jump in and I'll play it. And then I find out how good they are and they say, oh, no, you should win that. And I end up playing them. It's just... 
just keep getting games. Yeah, just just kind of through word of mouth, but also you know people will always say, "Put your money where your mouth is," and yeah, you know you're not gonna not you're not gonna not take it, are you? So, <laughs> so happy days. Going to take that match against Brian because he was only a kid, and I was like, "Ah, it's only it's only him talking. He's only a kid." But um, it ended up the lads over there wanted to back him, so we went for it. Yeah, that's fair enough. And what is what is the biggest pot you've played for? Uh, £84,000. £84,000. A... Yeah, and then, and then after that, he played for £80,000 as well. Wow. Eighty four was against Liam Clark um, over there in Stockton on Tears, I think was the name of the place. Is that right beside Middlesbrough? Yeah, Stockton area. Room, yeah. room 21 was the name of the club. Um, and that was a tight match. I think I won 25 23. That was a great game, man, yeah. I have to say. That was a great match with him. He, he was he actually surprised us. Like one of my main backers, Terry Rogers, he uh he'd about 15, I think 15,000 pounds on me. But he thought it was a walk in the park. And when I come back, he said, I didn't think he was that good. We got away with that one there. Like, um, if I'd have known he was that good, I wouldn't have had that much money on. But um, we got over the line anyway at 125-23. I played well that match and it was a great game. Mm, I bet it was. I bet it was great Great to watch. Um, I mean, what's, the, what's the... It's huge, huge crowded place. And what, what does that do to the pressure in a, in a game like that for that much money? I, I usually play better the bigger the pot it's, and the bigger the crowd. It just... I don't really switch off. If I'm playing for a small amount or if I'm playing with only a handful of people there, I tend to switch off. And I do switch off in matches when I go ahead, but um, when I have a huge crowd on me back, usually helps me to stay focused. You know, the kind of way it's, I'm a bit, I'm a bit peculiar in that way. Like a lot of people would go the opposite and they fold under the pressure. But I, um, I usually play better when there's a big crowd, you know what I mean? And they're on me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair play. That's brilliant. One second, Dave. What's wrong? Are you all right? Oh, it's okay. Just me. Roy, come on. Sorry, just me. Mrs. Gone by the car there. <laughs> no worries. Um, who would you say your toughest opponent has been in your money matches? Stevie Dempsey. Stevie Dempsey would have to be my toughest. I played Stevie twice. And the first time was one of my first money games, and he destroyed me. I. I didn't play well and I didn't expect him to be as good as he was. He beat me 21-14. was only for small money as well. It was only about five or six grand pot, something like that. Um, but then I played him again, then a couple of years later. And he gave me, I think he gave me four start at 25 and he ended up beating him 25-18 or something like that. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it's a good game. It was a bigger pot then as well. It was about eight or nine grand pot then as well. Okay, nice. Um so would you, I mean, money matches are massive at the minute in pool. They're happening everywhere. They're literally, you, you, you're hearing about them every day at the minute on social media or, or whether it's people messaging me to shout them out on the show. Do you think they're kind of getting out of hand or do you reckon it's good for the sport that there's so many going on? I think it's good for the sport that, that, that that's going on. Um, I think some of the people that are playing for big money is is is, is a bit ridiculous. Like there's there's a there's a few there's not many now but there's a few that are playing for say like five grand a man and stuff like that and to be honest with you like I don't think they've ever even had a break condition in life and where I know fair enough if they're playing somebody at their own level but where they're actually getting this idea of playing for so much money when they can't really play the game 
don't know. I don't know where it's coming from or where the people are even deciding to even have a bet in it. Yeah. Like, because like some of them are, there's a couple of lads, like, I'm not going to even name them, there's two lads I can think of in particular, and they seem to play for, like, four or five grand a man all the time, and they're, like, stone useless. Like, I just, I don't understand it, like, you know. Do you think it's because one of them, everyone else is doing it, so I want to do it, even though, as you say, they, they might not be able to perform a breaking dish, but do you think it's just because everyone else is doing it at the minute? could be yeah it could be that i don't know it's just it seems to have snowballed and, and everyone's putting it down to me that everyone is saying that i started it all off with facebook with uh with all the money matches but i don't remember ever saying uh i think this fella who can't play should play that fella who can't play you know what i mean yeah, i don't course, remember yeah. ever doing that <laughs> no, of yeah, course. i definitely did start off a, a lot of m- more money match activity um compared to what there used to be like there used to be a match every few months or something like that between the, the top, top players. Certainly with as regards big pots, um, I think I was definitely one of the very first that started getting building them bigger and bigger and bigger. You yeah, know? I mean, I mean, 80-odd grand is it's a lot of money. And, and, and years before that, the biggest pot I played was against a fellow called Lee Shepard, very good player, of Stockton and Tays as well. And that went off for £54,000. But that went off for that much because everyone in England, um, even I, I know some of the top players, like the likes of Mark Farnsworth and Ronan McCarthy and fellas like that, were telling everyone, like, Lee Pitchy cannot lose. He cannot lose this game. Um, He'll win handy. And the few backers I had didn't know who Lee was. And that's how the pot went so big. And then when I played Lee, he didn't play well at all. I played okay. I didn't play great, but he seemed to fall asunder and I ended up getting over the line. He went ahead. The only time he went ahead in the match, he went 23, 22 up. I went to the toilet. I come back out of the toilet and he was dancing beside his, beside one of his backers. And I just snapped out and who are you like dancing now? You think you're dancing, think this is over. And I won the next three frames to beat him 25, uh, 23. Brilliant. That was one of the biggest pots then at that time. That was 54,000. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's a, it's a very good win again. Um, so uh, something that a lot of people are interested in is which matches do you have lined up? Um, the 17th of June, I have Barry Lynn in Falkirk in his place. Um, that's a match that I've wanted for a long time. He, I played him once before. I played him in Aberdeen. I played, being honest, terrible. I probably won the worst games I've ever played. Um, and he beat me, he beat me well. And I've been looking forward to getting them back, and I'm getting them back now on the 70th of June, and I'm going to beat them. Yeah, there's no point in me saying that now. So I'm, I'm going to beat them on the 70th of June. Okay, I love the um, confidence. See that twenty thousand pounds, but usually these matches go off bigger again. Yeah, of course. It comes yeah. Out of time, more money will come in. And then the 24th of June, I have Tom Jones in Birkenhead. Oh yeah, that'll be a good game. That'll be a good game. Yeah. Um, and then I've I've Jeff Allen I think in August I've Pete uh, sorry Pete Fisher sometime as well I'm I think I have Gary Bracken in July at home I have a couple of I I honestly can't think of all the matches if you ask my manager Mark McKay was here beside me he'd be able to list them all off off top of his head I I did forget I did lose track of him playing to be honest with you that many matches lined up no that's yeah. good I'm, I'm sure you're looking forward to all of them. I'm looking forward to them all, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, 
Okay, so something I know that you wanted to speak about, we, we had a little chat when, I, when I'd messaged you a few days ago about it. Um, so can you explain to us the reason as to why you're not, I mean, because obviously you're a player, so how come yeah. you're not, you know, a pro with the IPA or with the Ultimate? I just don't think the money is there. In it. Um, like the expenses involved, it's, especially with the IPA, um, I wouldn't play for Ultimate no matter what was being offered to me, I wouldn't play with Ultimate. I had my reasons, I wouldn't play with them. Um, the IPA, it's just the costs involved. Um, unless you have a sponsor that's going to cover everything, but it's not even worth the sponsor's well covering everything. Like it's 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 not properly being televised or anything like that. And it's just, I'm not really a tournament player either. I don't have the patience for a tournament. Like I could play a match, I could be playing somebody, and I'm on a table down the side there's no crowd there there's nothing and it just it, my head doesn't be in the game yeah so i i don't bother with tournaments like i don't even play irish tournaments here like the the ipa tour here the irish pill association well, like, i don't know what they call it now but they've gone to international rules as well from world rules i don't even play any of their tournaments and it's only one could be up the road for me i just don't bother um i just i've no real interest in tournaments at all anymore and as, be- and as well as that, when I go away to play a tournament, I usually end up going on the drink and, ha- and and just drinking while I'm playing. And it's a waste of time. Like, I won't, if I'm playing for money, I will not drink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just on the water, um, I won't drink. But uh, when I'm drunk, I either play brilliant or I play terrible. And usually it's terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. I just don't bother with tournaments anymore, really. No, that's fair enough. And that's a, that's a good answer. Um, I mean, you don't have to speak about it, but do you want to go into your reasons as to why you wouldn't play Ultimate? Uh, just the owners, what they did. I just, uh, I just find them uh, to be two faced, um, and that's that's kind of really it. Like the, um, promising players to some million stars, and then going against it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm not the only player who's uh, who doesn't play with them. Who did start up with the Tom shootout, and uh, when they kind of copped on what was going on, they pulled out it out altogether, mm-hmm. and some of them was back with the IPA. Um, actually, only two of them are back with the IPA. Um, it's just I just find them two faced. You know, it's it's they were letting on they were all about the players and, and building everything up and wants to help them build everything up and then we'd reap rewards. When it turns out that it, it it's we weren't going to reap any rewards at all. It was them trying to build up a tour that they could make money off. Okay, okay, that's completely fair. Um, so obviously, I'm I'm from Burton and. The main talking point as when people heard you were on the show was your match with Kyle Cope recently um, up at Potter's. Um, so I think it, it makes sense to talk about it a little bit. I know it didn't go your way on the night, but yeah. again, everyone's had respectful words to say about you after. And well, I think everyone wants to know really, will there be a rematch? I'm not sure. Um, some backer said, yeah, I, I, I definitely play. Um, I didn't play too bad on the night. I just I got really bad breaks. He played phenomenal. He's the only he's he's actually the only player I've ever held me two hands up after the match and said he played brilliant. I can't fault him. He he was brilliant. He like literally missed two or three balls in the whole match and just blew me off the table. I know I didn't play I didn't play a hundred percent, but I did I didn't play bad at the same time. Just my breaks went against me. A few shots where I could have landed perfect or I could have landed awkward. I landed awkward. 
Um, and it was the opposite with him. There was about three or four shots where no matter who you are, the, Mick Hill could have played the same shot um, and landed awkward. And he landed absolutely plumb. You know what I mean? He was landed in a space where he this much room and uh, landed perfect. You know the funny way? Yeah. So um, it was just one of their matches. It, it happened sometimes. And hats off to him. He played brilliant. I can't take it away from him. He's a lovely fella. So there's nothing else I can really say about it, you know? Um, he was brilliant. Yep, that's great words, George. Fair play, and I'm sure Kyle will, will love to hear that. Um, and also, the fans listening will would love to hear the fact that you would play a rematch. Um, so, you know, whoever needs to get it sorted, get it sorted. Yeah, we'll see what happens, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what did you make of, of Potters itself, you know, the atmosphere on the night and everything? Oh, it's fantastic atmosphere. I know everyone was on my back, but even afterwards, a lot of lads came up to me and said, we'd love you to come here and play a match against someone else that's not one of our own so we could be on your side. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, it, it was brilliant. Like, they were all, they, they gave me awful abuse. But the, I expect that. Yeah, like, course. it just gave me dog's abuse the whole match. But I just laughed at them. It, it's water off it looks back at me at this stage. I'm used to it, you know, the kind of way. And I said it to them afterwards. There was a couple of them and I said, look, no hard feelings for me. I know that's the way it goes. And they were, they were all, oh, sorry to what I'm saying and all that. There's no point in saying sorry. You were up for your own player. Yeah. I expect it. That's what I get everywhere to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were brilliant. They were brilliant, I have to say. Yeah, excellent. So, I mean, you touched upon you touched upon it a little there, but there was a question from um, a lad from, from our area called Carl Williams, and he asked if you would play a match as Potters, as your home venue, um, because the support, the support behind you would be unreal, as you, as you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely would. If you could get a match, yeah, 100% I would play, yeah. Okay, okay. I think that's something you should probably leave with us Bertonians and we'll, we'll see uh, we'll see what we can put together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, next question. So we've got a question from, um, well, <laughs> it's, again, it's already been answered, but a question from Mark Muir, who, who I believe was there on the night supporting Kyle. Um, yeah. Well, he asked, what did you think of Kyle's fan base? But again... <laughs> that they were phenomenal. Um, I couldn't believe there was that big a turnout for them. Um, I didn't know how many people would be. I didn't realize there'd be that many people there. Um, and every one of them were up for him. There was actually one lad there who shared, uh, said great shots to me once or twice. Anthony Ted's his name, lovely mm-hmm. fella. Yep. Um, of course, he was on Kyle's side, but he was just acknowledging a, a good shot for me and. They all started booing him and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because he was in the same good shot, George. Um, <laughs> it was actually funny the way it went on. Like nobody was allowed to uh, let say anything for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is when you play away, mate. That's <laughs> that's how it goes. That's, but as, yeah. as you say, you've been playing money matches for that long. You you expect yeah. you expect it anyway. You know, you as you say, water off a duck's back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Um, so I wanted to kind of give you this opportunity. I know, I know you originally said you, you know, you have got things you'd like to talk about. Is there anything you'd like to openly discuss whilst we're on the show? You know, I, I can't think now. My mind has gone blank to be honest with you. No, I, I can't, I can't think. Um, sorry, Def. No, don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry. This is this is this is where I need to step up. You see, <laughs> so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, something I've done with all of my other guests on the show. Um, which I'll happily do with you. And I know you're, you're more of just a kind of sole money match player, but I've given everyone the opportunity to create their own five-a-side team of players they've either played with or played against. Would you be interested yeah. in, in having a go? 
Yeah, okay. Yep, okay. So you're you're going to be number one of this five-a-side team. And then okay. you're going to pick four players to create, you know, the world's best. That I've played against or played with? Or played with. I'll let you decide. Okay. Um, Mick Hill, Tom Cousins, Chris Melling, Mark Boyle. That's not a bad five, is it? No, that's not a bad five, no. And um, there'd be a couple of lads giving out about me being number one, but it's just, it's tough really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Brilliant. No, great answer. It's a, a very steady team, as I say. Um, yeah. That's fine. So you've got money matches lined up. Is that, you know, is that going to stay as your as your future in pool? Or are you just going to be slogging out of the money matches for as long as you can go? I mean, the the money you've made is unreal, you know, yeah. over, over your I- 11 years. So it'd be silly to not carry on, really, wouldn't it? No, as long as I can still play all right, as long as my eyes hold up and and, and they can still pot a ball, I'll uh, I'll keep going, hundred percent. Okay, yep, that's brilliant. Um, so yeah, I haven't really got much more to uh, to touch on. I know we usually we usually have an hour, but with this being a pre-recording, it's it's been a bit different. Um, so do you have any shout outs you'd like to do for for anybody? Um, you know, back in Ireland or. I'd like to say hello to one of my biggest fans, uh, Tony Doherty. Niall Doherty is his name. Um, we go back a long way from when he first started playing pool. He's, he's turned into one of my biggest fans now, so I'd just say, I'd like to say hello to Tony. Um, he has me blocked on Facebook um, because of football, um, because he doesn't like being con- uh, mentioned in Liverpool statuses every five minutes. Because uh, I'm a United supporter, so I'm always slagging him over Liverpool, so... He has been blocked on all my accounts, um, especially since uh, Liverpool haven't qualified for Champions League. So I just, <laughs> I'd like to say hello to Tony. <laughs> Hopefully, he's listening. Hopefully, he'll be listening. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Um, my usual shout out. I'm just going to give a shout out to um, Mark Smith, my promoter, who uh, runs the website www.ukworldqsports.com. For anyone that likes their Q sports snooker or pool. Please check it out. He's doing a fabulous job for us here at uh, Microbrew Radio. And also, again, if anyone would like to sponsor the show, please get in touch. I have had a couple of inquiries, and if you are one of them, I will get back in touch with you. Um, but for now, George, it's not been yep. a full hour, but it's been a it's been a great thirty odd minutes. Um, Perfect. You know, it's I really appreciate you coming on. And I know you're not live in the studio, but just to have the first conversation with you, there's no there's no doubt. We can have you on in, in future times when there's more to be spoken about after your other money matches. Um, but yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, th- thanks for, very much for having me, Dave. Thanks very much. No, no worries at all. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure to to meet you, albeit over Skype. It's been good. And um, I hope you have a good weekend. You too, pal. Pleasure. Absolute really, pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening. Um, again, it wasn't live in the studio today, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Please like and share. And if you want to be on the show, just please get in touch. Have a good weekend. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Dave. All the best. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks.